0: your Bibles are looking on the back of your bulletins to Luke 2, 6 through 20, Luke 2, 6 through 20, verse 6, starting in verse 6, and while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they have heard and seen, as it had been told to them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we we thank you just for the opportunity to gather this morning and worship uh, as a community, as a family. Um, Lord, we just we praise you for what you've been able to put together for us so that we can enjoy this, that we can worship. And Lord, allow us just to take a minute this morning as Brian gets up here to share the message and just rest in the peace that you've given us through your son uh, to come down to this earth and rejoice in that. Uh, Put aside all the distractions that are happening all around us with family, with all anxieties that come in around the holiday season, Father God. Um, we just thank for, for you for who you are. We thank you for, for sending your son to this earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Good morning and uh, welcome. My name is Brian and I uh, invite you to have your Bible open with you this morning or on the church bulletin. That is our that is passage, passage for this morning. this morning. And this morning, this morning we're going to focus, focus our, our attention, attention on the shepherds. shepherds. Do I have like, I have like an like echoey thing, thing going or, on? Yeah, no. My voice sounds like a, a rock star. Is it going better now? All right, thank you. We are going to focus our attention on the shepherds this morning. And that's my, my natural um, curiosity when I read this familiar passage is to focus on the shepherds. And, and part of that reason has to do with the ordinariness of their lifestyle and who they were. They just—they were the the, the kind of people that we wouldn't ordinarily know their name. They did the kind of job that was kind of the behind the scenes. They weren't recognized as important people. But they are going to teach us um, three meaningful things about the Christmas story. So this is a a familiar passage, but there will be, I think, three maybe um, new things that we can learn from the shepherds. And number one will be, that they listened well to the message. Number two is that they shared the message. And then number three is they returned home with this new message. And so the story begins as a regular, ordinary day for the shepherds. And verse eight says this, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. As a regular, ordinary ordinary day. And we think about this as shepherds. They are um, also referred to as the Bedouin today. And and the place, these hills where the the shepherds were 2,000 years ago is, is still a common place for shepherds to be and to live. In the midst of an ordinary day, something extraordinary happens to them. They receive a message from the angel of the Lord And the message is this, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And so the message that is delivered to the shepherds is a message of salvation, that a Savior is coming. And I started thinking about that this week. And the idea of a Savior is What does that exactly mean, that that a Savior has come? And one of the things that, that I thought of is this, is that our greatest problem, one of our greatest problems, one of our deepest problems is the idea that if I obey God with my life, I will not be happy. If I give my life over to God, that I will miss out on something. That if I live my life in complete obedience to God, I'm going to miss something this world offers us. And so we choose to go and do life our own way. And it leads to isolation. It leads to brokenness. It leads to turmoil in our souls. And because of that, because of that loneliness, because of that fear, that isolation, of doing life our own way, of doing life independent of what God wants for us. We're lacking something in our lives. And so Christmas is about a Savior coming, a Savior coming to bring good news. And what's interesting about this is this message, an ordinary dark night in the hills above Jerusalem or long Jerusalem, this message comes with bright lights. And I started thinking about darkness, camping, being out in, in, in the hills in the middle of dark and this bright light comes and it creates an excitement with the shepherds. And then I was thinking even just about what happened a few days ago and, and the buzz that cr- was created because of a rocket that launched across the sky and and these great photos of everyone. And, and then I started thinking about just the, the buzz that that created. And what if, what if there was some supernatural message that came behind that? And, and it called us to do something. And it said something as crazy as this, that God is speaking to you. But you must go to Palmdale to hear the message. <laughs> we would be like, what? No. No. Palmdale? No. I live in Malibu. I'm not going anywhere. And Bethlehem? Bethlehem is an out-of-the-way place, an obscure place. And so what's significant and interesting for us is this, is that the shepherds listened well. That there was something in this message that resonated with the shepherds, that they caused them to listen well. And here's what happens. If you look, turn to verse 15. It says this, when the angels went away from them into heaven, so after this dramatic announcement, the angels depart and go back to heaven. It says this, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So the shepherds, they, they listened well. They were attentive to the word attentive to what God was saying. And when we think about this for a moment, we think about how unattentive we can be to life and how hard it is to listen. This just happens in the routine of life when we have, if you're married or you have children or just life, how hard is it to listen? How hard is it to actually hear the message that God is speaking? And we hear and we learn from the angels, or from the shepherds, that God wants to speak, that God has a message for us. And that the message this morning and today, the world that we live in today, is primarily through God's word, that God speaks to us through his word. And what does that do? It says this to us, that the only flaws that will destroy your life are the ones that you are in denial over. The only flaw that can destroy your life is the flaw that you are in denial over. And the Word of God speaks to us. And the Word of God knows us better than we know ourselves. The Word of God opens our hearts, our minds, our souls, and speaks truth to us. And so the shepherds teach us very clearly and very importantly that listening is crucial. That listening to God's word is crucial. That listening to the words of Christ is important. And why should we listen to the words of Christ? Because of the claims he makes. Listen to the claims that Christ made. He made the claim to forgive sin. He made the claim to know God the Father. He made the claim that he will return one day and sit on the throne. He made all of these claims. And John Stott said this. He makes all of these self-centered claims but lived a lifestyle of selflessness. And so the Bible, the entirety of the Bible is about the Gospels, is about Jesus Christ. And the message is this, that he has come to be a savior, to rescue us from our flaws. So number one is this that the shepherds teach us to listen well. Number two, the shepherds share the story of the gospel. And this is so interesting. Verse 17 says this, And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. And so they received this message, and so they cannot help but share it with other people, with how God has changed their lives. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John have the same experience. They are told by the authorities, they said, you must stop talking about God. You must stop talking about this person, Jesus Christ. And they say this, we cannot help but speak about what we have seen and what we have heard. And so the shepherds have this just natural overflow in their lives to speak about what God has done for them. And here's what's interesting. Some people, it says this, that some people thought about it. Some people, they made it known to the crowds. But then it says to Mary that Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And these two words are significant. Number one is the word pondered, and it means to think slowly And carefully, to think about the meaning, to put something in context, to understand carefully, to understand what's truly important in life. And the idea of treasuring is more of an emotional word. It means that you deeply care, that you want to think through it, and your the um, emotions of your heart are connected to what's being said. They shared the word. Now think about this for a moment, and let's just ponder on this for a second. The shepherds get this radical, extreme vision from the heavens, this angelic visions. That's how they receive this message. How does Mary receive the message? How do the others described here receive the message? Through shepherds, through ordinary people. And the takeaway from this is, that God speaks through ordinary ways. He speaks through his word and the ordinary routine of life. And we are often misled if we only look for spiritual high points and we miss that the routine of life is how God speaks, often through his word. The third thing we learn about the shepherds is, is, is this, is that the shepherds root, return to their routine. Here is the simplistic beauty of the gospel and what's happening here. Verse 20 says this, and the shepherds returned. Returned where? To their fields. They didn't return as pastors. They didn't return as preachers or leaders in some um, high, high authoritative role. They just returned to their regular jobs. The shepherds had a spiritual experience but returned to their regular routine. New people transformed by the gospel returned to their old marriages, their old jobs, old church, same old community, same husband, same wife, same kids, but with a new heart. Something inside had changed. And so the takeaway from this story that we learned from the shepherds is this. We're all going to leave here this morning, but we have an opportunity to leave here with changed hearts Because God is speaking through his word. We we return to the same cars, our same family, the same uncle that maybe annoys you, the same kids, same pets, everything's the same. But you can leave here with a renewed heart. John Stott makes an observation that connects this passage. And he says this, that there's one common theme. And here's what he says the common theme is. Number one, Let's go to Bethlehem to see. The shepherds were told to go to Bethlehem to see. Number two, they were to spread the word about what they saw, the birth of Christ. Number three, they returned home praising God for what they had seen. And what the Christmas story does, this familiar passage we've all read many, many times, is that it opens our eyes to spiritual truth that when we listen well, that when we hear spiritual truth, when we share spiritual truth with people in our life in a natural, normal way, when you return to your routine of life, as we all will, with a changed heart, with a renewed heart, you'll begin to have spiritual sight. You'll be able to see spiritual truth. One of the most Amazing themes that when we look at the Christmas story is the, norm, the normal routine in which all of this happens. There's nothing all that extravagant. There's nothing all that glorious. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. It's a 15-year-old girl named Mary, a normal girl who marries a carpenter who has this baby born in, in, a, in a cave or, or a stable, and the baby is put in a, in a feeding trough And the first people to get this announcement are the shepherds. It's just ordinary, 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 ordinary. And what happens is that sometimes we forget about that. And we need to be reminded that the gospel goes to all people. And particularly this time of year, when we're visiting family and friends, my encouragement is this, to see your family, see your friends with spiritual eyes, and be aware of people who are being left out. Be aware of people that get pushed to the sides of life, that want to be ignored, to be thoughtful about that. I want to conclude this morning um, and, and share with you a video that I watched this week. And I'll give you just the, the preview of it is this. Is it, it's uh, the Christmas story, and I'll, I'll invite the worship team to come on up. It's a Christmas story told by a family Taylor, you guys want to come on up? It's a a Christmas story told by a family whose um, baby, or their child, has um, Down syndrome. And, And what it reminded me of was this. Our hearts are naturally attracted to certain things. And certain people get overlooked. Certain people get ignored. Certain people don't get picked for the team. And we have to remember That the gospel goes to all people and the shepherds remind us of that. That the ordinariness of life and that the gospel is good news for all people. So enjoy this Christmas reminder and then we will conclude with worship and invite everyone to come back for a time of caroling tonight uh, at 4.30 right here.
2: I know it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault that someone is born with a, with a disability. But then you still feel like, but why did this happen to us?
3: Welcome to all of you. Please take a seat. We want to now share a nativity treat. This story of Christmas, we tell it in rhyme. Some actors have lines. While some of us mime. I was overwhelmed with grief um, at the loss.
2: I thought a beautiful baby has got Down syndrome and it's such a disaster.
3: Meanwhile, great Caesar Augustus in Rome made a decree to return to your home. For Joseph, this ruling meant Bethlehem town, so they rode on their donkey all the way down. God didn't give me a straightforward answer
2: of why this happened. It just took time for me to realise God's answer was wasn't so much that was wrong with Leva as much as there was something wrong with the way I was thinking.
3: Mary was speechless. She didn't know how these things would have happened, but still she bowed.
2: I think of Mary, of all she goes through. It's not her plan, it's God's plan. She just goes with it. She's humble, she's calm, she's reassured by the fact that everything's going to be okay.
3: Boy, he has remembered me, his lowly servant. From now on all the people will call me happy. He has brought down mighty kings from the throne and lift up the lowly. What we learned um, was that God was with us.
2: God suffered with us and, um, and he gave us the most beautiful child and there was no reason for me to grieve or compare her or, you know, um, you know, feel sorry for her, you know, in my old view. Before she taught me, I thought she would lack. She's not lacking.
3: So gathered around that wee baby boy, all people are welcome and know heaven's joy, from angels to donkeys, from shepherds to kings, the little Lord Jesus, God's welcome, He brings. He came to all darkness from heaven above. He stooped to the crib, and the cross, out of love. He shed in our weakness and weakness and mess, and still He embraced us, nevertheless. If you're feeling rejected, excluded, a stranger, remember the one who came down to the manger.